Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from the corporate world in India, Mr. Bharat Vakhlu. Bharat, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ashutosh. I'm delighted and honored to be on your show Thank today. Thank you. Uh, Bharat is the founder and president of the Vakhlu Advisory. He's a former resident director of the Tata Group. He, is a, he has been a member of the Tata Administrative Service, which I remember from my time uh, after MBA was the most prestigious organization to join. And he's an author. And all of you know, I'm very partial to authors. He's an author of seven books, and we will speak about his books. So Bharat, before we talk about coaching and the work you're doing, tell me about your own journey in brief. Okay, my, my journey starts off in in Srinagar, in Kashmir, where I was born and where my parents lived. And I think the influence of Kashmir on me mm-hmm. from, from my childhood has been quite significant. Now, you might say, how does it manifest in your work today? I think the love for nature, the love for the environment, preserving what bounties nature has given us, and a, a deep understanding of the fact that while we might be involved in our respective professions and businesses, mm. let's not forget that life is the overarching focus. Mm. And at no time should anything that we as humans do impair the ability of nature mm. or the environment to rejuvenate itself. Wow. I think that learning has stayed with me all these decades. And I think I, I hold completely think that my early years in in Srinagar in Kashmir and and really immersed in nature because I used to trek a lot I would fish a lot I'd go down the lakes the rivers you know Mm. in boats and so on so it's been a it's had a very very salutary impact on my own development Mm. but going forward I subsequently did my engineering from Bitspilani which was another beautiful experience five years in, on a lovely campus in the nestled in a otherwise inhospitable desert and and how through human effort and the the benevolence of the the house of birla you know they had created a, a beautiful campus yeah. right in the middle of the rajasthan desert mm-hmm. and then i joined the tata group first as an engineer on the shop floor in pune mm-hmm. uh, learning all the ropes about applied technology and applied engineering you know it's quite one thing to to learn about the engineering, uh, you know, the, the world of engineering from books and, and theories and so on. But it's quite another thing to see engineering in practice. And I, I think that exposure with Tata Motors was really very, very inspiring because I could see, and I think my dad's influence, he was also a civil engineer, my father. Mm-hmm. And my dad would always say, he'd say that, Engineering is meant to engineer public works that benefit people. Mm-hmm. So when I, as a mechanical engineer, saw what what could be done in the by forging metals and you know putting them through processes to create, say, cars or engines and things that would make the quality of life better, I realized that there is great merit mm-hmm. in the pursuit of business and and using business for the greater good. So I think these few experiences have actually helped me to to forge my own values, my own thinking, 
And of course, I joined the TAS thereafter, spent three decades with the House of Tata, which was another great exposure because Absolutely. the Tatas, as you know, Ashutosh, they always have put the community and the nation and people first. Absolutely. So that, I think, has also stayed with me. It has, it has shaped my understanding of what good businesses can do if they're well governed. Mm -hmm. And I, I remain a strong votary of the fact that well-managed businesses with a, a broader perspective and a life-affirming perspective, that's a phrase I have coined myself, mm -hmm. a life-affirming perspective can do wonders to create a wholesome world that benefits everybody. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. So now let's talk a little bit about the Waklu Advisory. Tell me about the work that you're doing here. So there are three distinct areas that I and my team focus on. Mm -hmm. The first is strategic consulting, helping companies not only become more customer-focused, more uh, process-oriented, more capable of churning out innovative products and services that benefit everybody and stay ahead of competition, mm -hmm. but also to, to use less resources to engage with the widest stakeholder group mm -hmm. and essentially to be, be a, a force for good. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the focus of our consulting mm -hmm. practice. The other thing that we do is, and uh, that, that's something that's increasingly becoming more important from our perspective, and that is leadership coaching. Mm. Now, leadership coaching, Ashutosh, as you know, is, is essential because as the world becomes more complex, as okay. resources are in short supply, mm. as disruptions become more commonplace, not only because of, you know, AI and robotics or, mm. you know, things like chat GPT, mm. but disruptions from the fact that the, the world is changing itself. Climate change is having huge impact on on geographies, on the quality of natural resources, on on the fact that uh, you know shipping is becoming more expensive, and so on and so forth. So disruptions are now more common than ever before, and I think that calls for a new kind of leadership, mm. which we through our coaching practice are able to address. Mm. And finally, I I do speak at conferences as a keynote speaker, mm. and uh, I do of course uh, podcasts with with uh, wonderful people like yourself off and on. But these are the three things that my oh, consulting yeah. firm do. On oh. my own, of course, I keep on writing. I'm working on two other books right now. One mm -hmm. is a novel and the other is on leadership. So that, that's what takes up my time. Fantastic. And we'll talk a little bit about your books, but let's talk about leadership coaching. How do you define leadership coaching? You know, I think in a nutshell, Mm. Leadership coaching is about helping leaders mm -hmm. in all walks of life mm. understand a couple of things. Mm. One is that they are unique and authentic. Correct. That means they don't have to change their fundamental nature, but each one of us, however good we might be, have the potential to reach a higher capability. Mm. And I think coaching addresses that fundamental understanding. So even as we embrace ourselves as we are and and you know we accept ourselves as we are with our uniqueness with our you know uh, warts and all nothing stops us from becoming more capable mm -hmm. in multiple arenas. Now what are these arenas? Obviously professional arenas, 
are, are critical and important for the fulfillment of us all as human beings. Mm -hmm. The second is the interpersonal arena. Mm -hmm. And the third arena is self-mastery because you cannot possibly do anything on the outside, Ashutosh, unless the inside is taken care of. Mm -hmm. A person it. whose mind is agitated or mm -hmm. whose ability to, to regulate his or her emotions mm -hmm. is, is not there, that, that person would be unable to perform or or engage with others in a manner which is beneficial wholesome joyous fulfilling and so on mm -hmm. so in my view therefore ashutosh leadership coaching is the is the process by which a coach a capable coach is able to help a leader mm -hmm. to attain her highest potential amazing well, without necessarily having to change anything that she might you know uh, have as a as a unique person. I think that that's the critical uh, foundation. Thank you for a great response. My next question is Bharat is that you know uh, you've had such an amazing career with the Tatas uh, as a member of TAS. My question is how has your own background supported your coaching philosophy, your style, and your values? And you did talk about the Tata values as well. You know, one thing is very clear, Ashutosh, that we are the sum total of our experiences Correct. over long years. And in my career of uh, over four decades now, mm -hmm. I have I have imbibed a great deal of positive understanding of life itself and of business mm -hmm. through the course of my life's journey. Right. And one of the first few lessons that I received was when I was still in high school. And mm -hmm. we had a very, very wonderful teacher called Father Farrow. He was a, a Mill Hill father from London who had been sent to Srinagar. And at Bernhold School, he was one of the really loved teachers. And even today, many of his students remember him very, very fondly, although he's no more in the world. Mm -hmm. So Father Farrow instilled one profound lesson mm -hmm. and that was you are not competing against anybody else mm -hmm. but yourself mm -hmm. that means life is not about comparisons life is about you attaining your best self mm -hmm. and i think that is a huge lesson because today you see people who who do, who aren't accountable mm -hmm. and they will say things like, oh you made me upset you made me angry, hmm. which is, you know, it's unfortunate because these this kind of thinking can really make for a very, very complex and a slightly unsettled world. Correct. So accountability was one great lesson. And then secondly, in the corporate, in the corporate arena, hmm. my years with the Tata Group definitely taught me that if you have to do something hmm. which is desirable, do it. Hmm. And and the Tata group also told me that while uh, a good thing needs to be done, it will be supported if you involve all the key decision makers in that process. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's honestly one of my other great experiences that never in my three decades with the House of Tata mm -hmm. was I ever told to do anything which would go against my grain. Mm -hmm. 
Well not once. Mm-hmm. And if I took an initiative which is good for customers, good for the business, I was never stopped. Mm-hmm. Now, these are great things. And this also gives me, in fact, it gave me a, a glimpse into what is required mm-hmm. as a leader. Mm-hmm. Create the space for innovation to happen. Create the space for people to give their best. Mm-hmm. Create the space for people to be joyful in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Because a sad sack at the workplace cannot engage with customers mm-hmm. joyfully. Give, empower people, give them the, the tools, the techniques, the, the education, the training, the understanding of the business mm-hmm. and the processes that they're responsible for to enable them to serve others. So I think these learnings have happened over a span of four and a yes. half decades. And I think uh, they stay with me. And, and I think I'm also now, you know, in my work that I do, I actually strengthen and reinforce these ideas for the benefit of others. Fascinating. Uh, One more question on coaching, and then I want to move to strategy. Uh, You have obviously worked with people across different ages. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the millennials and the Gen Z leaders who I believe are bringing a breath of fresh air into every organization that they're entering and now getting into leadership positions. As a coach, what are some of the areas you believe these young leaders need to be coached in? I think the the coaching strategies that we might use for Gen Z leaders will be slightly different from the coaching strategy that we might use for a millennial. Because the difference, it's a fundamental difference Mm -hmm. and it's linked to technology. Millennials learned about technology by the time they were five or ten years of age correct gen z people are born have been born with a huge amount of technological power around them correct and for them it's almost like just like we we think of our arms and legs and and head as a part of our body the Gen Gen Z leaders think of iPhones and iPads and laptops and whatever else you have, Bluetooth. And I mean, I don't even know what all they might mm. consider in their repertoire, but they see that as a part of themselves. Mm. And the, the millennials still did a little bit of reading using books or at best a Kindle, but Gen Z gets all its knowledge and all its understanding of the world from devices. Now, this is both good and it's bad. What's the bad part? The bad part, Ashutosh, is they do not learn the essential human skill of engaging with other people. And I'm, I'm concerned about that. So I would think a big part of the leadership coaching for a Gen Z leader would be to help them become more savvy in interpersonal relationships. You see, after all, um, relationships are the very foundation on which human life is built. Right. And and I, I look at my own children and I look at uh, their, their contemporaries who are largely Gen Z people. Maybe the older child is a, a millennial. But, you know, the fact remains that for them, relationships have to give them something. You know, mm. it's not as if a relationship by itself is worth anything unless there's a, a, a kind of a value added. And this is a little worrisome. Mm. 
Well said. So that's something that I think can impair their ability to forge connections in mm. organizations, work with other people, mm. create teams. So I think that would be definitely a focus for the Gen Z. Mm. But both for Gen Z leaders and millennials, I would definitely definitely focus on the on on self-regulation mm. and the fact that our thinking is the basis of how we engage with the world outside. Well said. Well and and that, to my mind, Ashutosh, would be fundamental to both Gen Z leaders as well as millennial leaders, because without self-regulation, without the ability to control how I think, how I respond, how I perceive the world, mm. without my ability to understand what beliefs are limiting me, what conditioning is coming in the way of my ability to serve others, mm. I don't think any leader can ever be effective. So I would definitely emphasize on these very, very fundamental Thank points. you. Thank you. Let's now talk about strategy. You know, you told me there are three legs of the Vaklu advisory. One is coaching, second is strategy, and third one you said was public speaking. So let's talk about the second leg now. Um, you know, strategy is a much used word by everybody in probably every second sentence they talk about. How do you define strategy in the corporate context? I tend to agree with you, Ashutosh, that this term has been flogged <laughs> for decades. And, and yet people don't seem to be wiser for it. But no, I think my approach to strategy is very, very simple. And, and I must admit, and I'm not trying to boast or anything, but yeah. one of the things that people appreciate in my books and in the way I I come across is that mm. you're able to, they tell me that you're able to make complex subjects very, very simple. And I, I, I appreciate that feedback, but that's my endeavor. And I'll, I'll start off from that perspective even now. You know, the term strategy at the highest levels of the enterprise has got to be aligned with its purpose. Mm. So the term purpose mm. and general or grand strategy, mm. to my mind, should be the same. Correct. Okay. Now, if I then deploy this grand strategy mm. to my business, it will then define what I call a business strategy. Mm. What is the enterprise trying to do mm. with the umbrella of the grand purpose slash strategy that we are trying to pursue? Mm. Now, within the business, there's a marketing function, there's an operations function, there's a, a you know raw material, I mean supply chain function, and so on and so forth. And each of those functions would have their own approach, the tactical approach or strategic approach to ensuring that collectively they are able to contribute to the business strategy of the enterprise. Mm. And sometimes if they're working in a very, very competitive environment, they might even need to have a competitive strategy, which could either be focusing on innovation, uh, competitive pricing, differentiation, or a host of these things, which mm. will make the product stand out and mm. draw and attract customers. Right. Themselves. So it's not as if strategy is something uh, that's difficult to comprehend. I think if you see it in this hierarchical fashion, mm. it makes ample sense. Mm. And even in our own lives, let's say my my grand strategy as a person, and if I were to treat myself as a as somebody who is committed to doing something, 
my grand strategy slash purpose is to use my many gifts, mm -hmm. my articulation mm -hmm. to help people, especially leaders of businesses, mm -hmm. attain their full potential. Mm -hmm. Now, a... how do I do this? Mm -hmm. I do this in multiple ways. I do this by engaging with businesses itself to help the people in those businesses raise the bar about their ability to be good executives or to serve their customers better or innovate their processes, their products, and so on. So you raise a bar within the enterprise. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, the other aspect is helping leaders in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. so thing we, sp we spoke about a little while yeah. ago. Yeah. And the third thing is, if you're sharing general ideas, use the platforms of conferences, broadcasts, or podcasts like you so graciously invited me to to be a part of mm -hmm. and reach out to as many people as possible mm -hmm. to help them attain their full potential. So that's my grand strategy deployed into little, little buckets Fabulous. to enable Fabulous. them to reach. Thank you. That was a great response. And given the constraint of time, I now have to move to your books because I want to spend a few minutes talking about your books. You're an author of seven books. Uh, before I ask you about your books, I'm assuming these books are available on Amazon. Except for one, okay. which is a book called Let's Learn Kashmiri, okay. which is really my contribution to my community in Jammu and Kashmir. Yes. Because uh, Kashmiri, as you know, is a very, very ancient language. Yeah. It is a spoken language and, and in the uh, in the uh, for the thousands of years, before the the modern era, Sanskrit was the language in which Kashmiris wrote everything. And, and Kashmir has been a great contributor to the philosophical and the dharmic discourse in this oh, absolutely. Goes without saying. subcontinent. So I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check Mr. Bharat Vaklu's books on Amazon. I'll go and check them myself. Yes. Bharat, now tell me a little bit about your books. Okay. So the... Uh, uh, six books that are available mm -hmm. five of them are proper books one of them is an audio book mm -hmm. which is on the skills of assertiveness mm -hmm. and its relevance in forging interpersonal relations because as i mentioned i really do believe that communicating effectively with others is a fundamental requirement for mm -hmm. engaging with others in a meaningful way without feeling bad within you know and i I'm, I'm a great one for saying that you can't create great outcomes if you feel bad about something mm. you've got to be joyful it's a it's a it has to be fulfilling to engage with others mm. so that audiobook is available with a company called bookboon.com mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and bookboon is a danish company and they uh, provide this as a downloadable book to anybody who subscribes to their uh, okay. website mm. The other five books are available on Amazon. I wrote my first book called Total Quality, mm -hmm. Excellence Through Organization-Wide Transformation. Mm -hmm. I wrote this book in 1994, and it has gone into several reprints after that because it really, really lays the foundations for what an organization needs to do mm -hmm. to be able to serve not just its customers, but all stakeholders excellently mm. my second book was a uh, a book called uh, restoring values which mm. i co 
edited with Dr. Sridharan, mm -hmm. the Metro Man. And this is a book on governance, mm -hmm. ethical behavior, and integrity. Because again, it's this is something I'm again very, very passionate about. I believe leaders cannot be leaders if they don't have property, mm -hmm. cannot be trusted with other people's resources, including resources of planet Earth. After all, planet Earth or Mother Earth, if you want to call her that, is entrusting us as leaders mm -hmm. to steward whatever bounties we get from her. Mm -hmm. And if we can't do that without yeah. uh, being, being greedy, we are not worthy of being called leaders. Mm -hmm. The third book was a novel. Mm -hmm. It's a thriller. It's called Close Call in Kashmir. Mm -hmm. I love writing thrillers. And mm -hmm. my next book is also a historical fiction like my I first guess. book. Mm -hmm. My fourth book I co-wrote with my wife, Savita. Mm -hmm. And it's called Navigating the May Maze. Mm -hmm. Simple, smarter strategies to fast-track success. Again, it's about self-fulfillment and how you navigate the complex maze of life mm -hmm. in the corporate sector, in your interpersonal relationships, and as a pursuer of self-mastery. Mm -hmm. And finally, my latest book is called Tata's Leadership Experiment, mm -hmm. co-authored with two other TAS officers, namely Dr. Mukundrajan and Sonu Basin, and which talks about the House of Tata from the perspective of TAS officers and their contribution to the evolution and the growth of the House of Tata. Fantastic. So fascinating writing. I, I love it. No, no, that's fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a great uh, passion to have. And I've, I've spoken to Mukund Rajan as well on my show. Okay, yes. Okay. But uh, Bharat, you've run out of time now, so I don't have time to ask you any more questions, though I could have carried on for another half an hour at least. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your own amazing journey from Kashmir and you know, I, I think you're from the most beautiful part of this country. Thank you Absolutely. for speaking to me about your journey with at, at Bitspilani and uh, with the Tata Group. Thank you for talking to me about Barclou Advisory, about leadership coaching, about strategy and, and your books. Good luck with your forthcoming books as well. Thank you again for speaking to me and all the best. Thank you very much, Ashutosh. I'm delighted to have been on your show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.